Dropbit Gaming. Hello everybody and welcome to another beer opening episode of the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast! Yay! Yay! That was a personal joke by the way. Um, this is episode 129. <laughs> the joke's irrelevant to everyone. Yeah. Just know that we're drinking beers while we're doing this because we're responsible podcasters. And adultish. Hmm. Um, just so everybody knows, if you're following on with the joke... Uh, 129 is a semi-prime number, not a prime number. Is it? Because it's only divisible by two prime numbers, 3 and 43. Uh. There you go. Isn't that an interesting fact? No. Okay, let's move on then. Uh, <laughs> we're here to talk about computer games and not uh, mathematical um, anomalies. <laughs> I think I think that's why we're here. But fucking, this intro is an anomaly. Oh, it's fantastic. So, we're going to hopefully... Indispecuous. Um, mm, we're going to have a reasonably short episode this time because, let's be honest, there's not a whole lot going down. No. E3 came and gone. Yep. Um, there's a lot happening then, yeah. as you could see from the activity on the website. But since then, it's been... Pretty much nothing. Pretty quiet. We're yeah. just, now we're just twiddling our thumbs waiting for all the shit to come out. Exactly. And Basically. I've actually been reading a fair few things about people... Saying, oh, this is great, I get some time to go back and, um, you know, complete my backlogs and all that kind of stuff. And, you know... My backlog has, like, several hundred games in it. Yeah, and I actually thought about it the other day, too, because the, the Steam sale's on at the moment. And I was like, oh, maybe I should have a look and see. And then I just thought, no, I'm not going to. Because the old games that yeah. I would really like to go and play don't excite me anymore. Yeah. Like they're getting further and further back and when I think about it I'm just like, no, nah, not gonna do that. It's weird. It's a real shame. Yeah. But I don't something know. that actually I've got a real burning desire to go back and play and it's just been added to the um to the Xbox vault of games. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like the, For the, the pass, game pass the game pass. Um is uh Fallout four. Yeah, and I just I, downloaded that again. Yeah, and I know I've got it on disc for the PlayStation, and I've you know been very tempted to chuck it in. Yeah, but then I think to myself, it's not a small investment. Yeah, I, I downloaded it and I started playing it, and I was thinking because I probably got maybe a third of the way through the first time, kind of the same as what happened with me with Skyrim. Yeah, like I get really invested, and then I go just totally sideways. Yeah. And then I get to a point where I'm just like, uh, fuck this. Yeah. And like, where's the story? I don't even know. Yeah. So I've been trying to stay focused with the game, but mm-hmm. I've just been playing Fallout Shelter. Yeah. That's what inspired me. Fallout 76 mm. and Fallout Shelter made me like, oh, I want to play Fallout 4 again. Because there's so many in-jokes in Fallout Shelter for Fallout 4. Yeah, there would be. But yeah. then I started playing it and just the base building stuff. It's like optional, but mm. there's quests at the beginning that where you have to do that shit, yeah, yeah. and it's really fucking tedious. And then you'll mm-hmm. like get people, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'll join the Minutemen," and then it's like you need to add defenses to their little house, otherwise they're gonna die. Yeah. So it's just like constantly dragging you away from the real story. Yeah, true. And yeah. I get really caught up in that shit. So mm-hmm. I've, plus, I'm really not a fan of just everything about fallout the graphics and whatnot it's the first person view it's real it's not smooth it's yeah, not a smooth true. game to play yeah. but mm-hmm. it has all these other mechanics involved that make it like oh yeah really interesting but to play mm-hmm. it it's not a comfortable game for me to play yeah yeah i agree yeah. so that's I'm what surprised they never tried to do the vr fallout i think fallout oh they what was it? They did Skyrim. I think yeah. they did do, or they were planning to do it, but for PC only. Oh, okay, yeah. I think I remember sense. hearing something about that. Because I remember um, it being very jumpy and jerky, which is one of the things that VR isn't great yeah. for. So, But that's the yeah. same with Skyrim, because they're the same yeah. engine, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they but are. But that's what, yeah. it's always been the thing with Bethesda's games. Well, those Bethesda game studio games, not like... Um, Wolfenstein and those kind yeah, of true. other third party yeah. companies but mm-hmm. the Bethesda in-house games like Elder Scrolls and shit even 
Elder Scrolls Online, I play in third person. Mm. But if I play Fallout 4, because you can interchange in Skyrim yeah. and Fallout, it's not a... Even the third person, it doesn't feel natural. Yeah, true. It's not like... I don't know, maybe the camera's a little bit too close or something. It just doesn't feel right. Mm. So it's you've got to play it first person and then there's yeah. just certain things about it that like the VAT system for targeting I, stuff. I think that that's part of the issue is that when you're in third person mm. looking at your pit boy or you know your VAT system and all that kind of stuff, it takes you out of it. Yeah. So it feels really awkward, like not looking through the eyes of the character yeah. kind of deal. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, even just playing first person, it's just it doesn't feel good. And the VAT system as it is, it's really fucking clunky. Mm. Like some people yeah. love that. They're like, oh, it's such a great system. And I use it and it's like, you can target, and but you can still miss. Yeah. So yeah. I'd rather just aim and just shoot. Yeah, exactly. Because if they're far away, you're already got fuck all chance of um, hitting them anyway. Yeah. We're using VATs or just free aiming. Mm. So you might as well just aim and unload. That's right. Yeah. Or you get up close and shoot them. But like, I don't know, it's just... Annoying. It's it's different to other first-person shooter games. Mm. So it takes a bit of getting used to. But yeah, I don't know. There's something about Fallout 4 that rubs me the wrong way. But I'm playing through it again anyway. But Fallout Shelter, I've put like 46 hours into now. <laughs> in the two weeks since it came out on PS4. Which I never fucking expected I would do because I played no, it on mobile for about when it first hour. came out. Yeah, and I was like, no, I, I built a decent shelter and I was like, yeah, that's cool. But now they've got quests and trophies, obviously. I've got like five more trophies to get till I get the platinum on that game. So I'm like, well, might as well do it. Yeah, true. But um, yeah. But anyway, we're not really here to talk about uh, Fallout, are we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, that's um, just what, we, what I've been playing anyway. Yeah, true. The other... Uh, do you want to... No, go for it, by uh, all means. The other game I've been playing that just came out today, actually. Today's the 29th, for those of you at home. Uh, the Crew 2. Yes. Yeah, yeah I the got... Gold Edition yeah. came out a few days earlier. Yeah, so Gold Edition, which is the one that comes with a few extra bits and pieces and the season pass, it also came with three days early access. So it was accessible from the 26th. So that's the code we got sent so we could try it mm. ahead of time. I wonder if that um, means the um, the you know day one patch update came out three days early or if mm. it came out today. Day negative three patch. Yeah, interesting. Well, there was no patch, I don't think. I don't remember downloading a patch unless it was... Because it was a digital game, so... Yeah, probably built in. Yeah, I don't know, but whatever. Um, I played a little bit of it. Um, obviously... I've been putting a fair amount of time into Fallout Shelter <laughs> because it's time-based. So I'm like, all right, I'll just quickly jump into Fallout Shelter and do whatever quest and get my shit up to scratch for me to turn it off and wait another however long until mm. my quests are finished. Yeah, That takes me an hour and a half and then I'm like, oh yeah, I need to play some of the crew too. But So I'm not going to go into the review too in-depth on this episode. but um, Yeah, we'll review it properly. But yeah, first impressions... Um, Obviously, we talked about the beta a couple of episodes ago. We played in the closed beta. Yeah. Um, and when I played the beta, I kind of wanted to just experience as much of everything as I could to see what it was, it was like. Limited, yeah. It was yeah. limited time. So yeah. So that's what enough. you do. Mm. So I used the boats and the planes and the cars and off-road and everything. And it was just like, do as much as I can to try everything. Mm. Um and now playing the full game, I've decided to just stick with one sort of specialty for a while. So I'm just doing street racing to begin with. And then I've done a little bit. I did a boat mission. Yeah. But then I went, nah, fuck boats. Mm. I'm just going to do street stuff. So I'm just going through that. I still don't really understand how progression works in terms of the story. There seems to be story stuff, but I also just skip most of the cutscenes because they're fucking mind-numbing. Uh, it's like watching a poorly written Fast and the Furious movie, and they're already pretty bad. I was going to say, that's a big call, Like, man. poorly written Shit. compared to that. Because, wow. like, you start a mission, and it's like, oh, here's a guy in a wheelchair who's in charge of the street racing because 
reasons. He's on wheels. And he's like, he's like, oh, I want to get all these guys to go legit into street racing and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Mm. It's a fucking sandbox racing game. Like, completely open world. You get the whole of the United States to do whatever the fuck you want, really. If I go to a race, I don't want some bullshit story at the beginning about some character I don't give a shit about. Yeah. I want to just do a race. Which is fair. Um, I haven't had a chance to do the crew stuff in it yet where you can have up to three people join you and you run in a crew, Uh, which is the meaning of the name of the game. But um, having stuck with, I think on the, when we talked about the beta, I said that the racing, I don't really like the racing in that game. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. Which was the main issue with the first one. Yeah. But having played it a bit more and focusing on the street racing, I'm getting the hang of the way my car handles. I'm sure okay. different yeah. cars handle differently, but the one I've got, I'm learning, I've been learning how to actually drive it. And mm. um, the races that I've done, even though it gives you a recommended level for like the performance level of your car, because you can, yeah, fair enough. seriously, some of the fucking shit in this game, there's customizability up the wazoo on your cars. Wow. You can upgrade like there's like six or seven different components that you can find in loot around mm-hmm. the world that you can um, upgrade your vehicle with, but then you can fine tune like handling gear ratios, all that kind of shit. Wow. So there's an extra, it's like when you go into the um, car customization, it has a little thing that says advanced or like for pros or something like that. And, and it goes into these real sort wow. of, I mean, for me, it looks like in-depth shit. I'm like, yeah. I ain't fucking with any of that stuff because yeah, exactly. I will fuck myself <laughs> and not know how to get back to how it was. Mm-hmm. But even without all that, like, my performance level on my car is like 130 and it's like recommended 80 and I go into the race and it's fucking still difficult. Wow. But once you learn the lines and you learn to actually brake instead of just trying to pin it through corners yeah, and stuff, like yeah. drive properly... Mm-hmm. Um, you can it it's good like so it's a bit more of a sim I've been I don't know it's still pretty arcadey okay. but I've been coming first the first few races I came like last or third or something and I was yeah. like this is fucked and then as I started like taking corners properly and learning shortcuts and stuff then I get to the point where I'm like coming to the finish line and I'm in first place and there's someone behind me and I'm like come on come on or there's someone in front of me and I just overtake wow. him at the finish line yep. and you're just like yes <laughs> it's so satisfying yeah. so that's early days so I don't know if that's going to stick through as I play more of the game but the well, racing the, has been really satisfying for me does it tell you whether the other cars are upgraded to match yours as well no doesn't say it? okay because I was wondering like, yeah I don't you know. know like when with most racing games It'll say the type of car you need to use. Yeah. But then if you've got an Uber, one of those, yeah, that's fully it matches spec'd, them up yeah, to you. It'll it'll actually do the yeah. same with the rest of them. Yeah. So there was one other thing that I wanted to quickly mention about um, the crew too before we move on. Yeah. And that is this thing called Live Track, which is a fucking really cool feature. Yeah. Where um, it's constantly recording the last ten minutes of gameplay that you've been doing. So at any point in time, you can go, oh man, that like was a really cool spontaneous moment that I just had. Eight minutes ago. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you can pause it and go into this replay mode where um, you can rewind like 10 whole minutes and it goes in between hot swapping between vehicles and stuff like that. Mm. Um, And then like at the bottom where the timeline is, it's got key moments like highlights along the timeline so you can easily find the shit you want to find and then when you go to it it first of all it has when you go to the map in the crew too it has like a dotted line that shows where you've driven okay so it's like a really long like when you use fast travel to a city and then you drive around a bunch you can zoom out and you see this little black dotted line that's like zigzagging all over the whole bloody town that's cool so it has the same thing in this live track, but then you can go, okay, this is what I want to look at. And then you go into, I guess it's called the live replay mode, which is where you get full camera control and you can change, um, I'm pretty sure you can do this in the photo mode where you can change the time of day and the weather and everything oh, like yeah, that yeah, as yeah. well. So yeah. if you're taking a photo, 
and you're like, oh, the sun's not quite in the right position. You can yeah. go forward or backwards in time to that. get it right, or you can go all the way to nighttime. Yeah. You can make it foggy. You can turn off other cars around you, other vehicles. You can turn off pedestrians. Wow. So that you can really capture a great photo. Yeah. Um, and then, in, yeah, in the replay mode, you can do full 360 camera control and like pan as you're filming and then share it, which is a really cool feature, that I think. That is cool. To be able yeah. just that like constant 10 minutes, because obviously the Xbox and the PS4 have their own sharing stuff where you can record the last amount of time that you've been playing. Mm. It's like, I think the PS4 is supposedly constantly recording the last 15 minutes, but you don't have all that camera control. No. no. To be able to really like yeah. make yeah. your clip into a masterpiece. That basically just films what's on the screen, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that's very cool. I noticed that the other day. I was like, wow, this is way more involved than I thought it would be. Yeah, it actually adds the ability to make your own movies. Yeah. More than anything else ever And before. that's the thing about this game because they some of their marketing stuff for it is like they've just... In the, the So when we get sent games for review, sometimes we get sent a review guide where yeah. it's like um, some notes from the developer that say like, this is what our goal was with this or... You know, if you're having trouble, here's some fucking... Here's the controls, stuff like that. a few tips. So on this one, the introduction from the creator, the game creator, the creative director or whatever, Mm. said, um, our goal with this was to make the world's biggest and best playground. Mm. And so hot swapping between planes, um, boats and cars is a pretty good way to achieve that. But then to be able to go... And seriously, I complained about the load times during the beta as well, and I found that they, for some reason, they seem way less. Not I think good. it might have just been a connectivity thing because okay. it's always online. Yeah. But um, yeah, I found that even the texture popping seems not as bad as what I noticed it to be. It's still there when mm. you zoom in from the map. Oh, okay. But um, yeah. yeah, it's not as bad as I noticed in the beta. But there's like. Just the speed of going from one place to another. Like I was mm-hmm. on one side of New York and I was like, oh, okay, I want to go on that race. So I pressed the fast travel to that point and I was there nice. like straight away. I was wow. like, whoa, what the? Yeah, that's pretty fun. So we'll yeah. go more into the crew too, probably on the next episode. But Sounds like there's a lot to look it, into. It's safe to say that I'm um, appreciating it more than I thought I would. And way based more on the, the first one. Yeah, well, I didn't even play the first one, which yeah. is funny because I got an email from Ubisoft saying, the Crew 2 is here, and since you enjoyed the Crew 1, you will also like this one. And I they was were like, just presuming I? that you would have liked it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I turned it on once. But, um, <laughs> anyway, so that's the <laughs> Crew 2. First impressions are that it's looking good. Cool. I'm impressed so far. Well, um, nice. I'll definitely try and have a bit of a go of it so we can both talk about it because that's always better, you know, get two perspectives. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, um, the other thing that we were going to have a quick chat about um, is a game that both of us have been playing that it's become a bit of a tradition at the E3 to announce a game and then release it. And it's available now. Yeah, they love it. Yeah. So this one, um, they've done it again, actually. So for the second time, is yep. Unravel Two now? Yeah. Um, which they did, did they last do that time. with Unravel One? They announced it and released it straight away. I thought, I think they did. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm pretty sure they, they did. They definitely. I don't know how I feel about the "it's available now" thing. I think it's cool because you're tapping into the hype of E3. Yeah. But at the same time, it's seen because I think like a, wasn't it a Sega Game Gear or Sega Saturn that one of those Sega consoles they announced it and were like it's available now at E3 mm. and it failed miserably yeah um, I can't remember which one it was because I think like but, if you've already announced something and then you go into E3 and you're like here's more about it and it's available now then yeah, that works because you've yeah. got the marketing in the lead up yeah. whereas this it's like by the way, there's a new Unravel 2, and also, by the way, you can have it right now. There's none mm. of that. And like we... True. I don't know, we kind of talk shit about the whole marketing um, yeah. machine of video games, and like, 
oh, the game was announced two, like Watch Dogs 1 was announced two years before it came out. And by the time it finally came out, we were like, fuck, come on, yeah. just give us the game. So, well, I was going to say, like, the the opposite of it being announced and released is Cyberpunk, which yeah. sounds like, from all accounts at the moment, it's in pre-alpha. Yeah. And there is probably more hype about that game right now than there will be again. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, think... I'm sure it's going to get bigger, but, you know, there's they came out and went, fucking check this out. And it was a very good... Reveal, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, they revealed it previously, but this was like the real review with reveal, reveal with the, yeah, yeah. the real reveal with a trailer and everything. Mm. And then they had behind closed door footage, and the yeah. quote was like something along the lines of, "We focused very hard on what we were going to show people behind closed doors to make it look really good." Yeah. So the rest of the game is not up to that level of quality yet. So they're saying it's pre-alpha and it could be a few more years yet, which, which is a real I don't kick in think the guts. it will be. I don't think it will be. I, I think we'll not. probably look at 2020 yeah. for that. That's still a while away. Yeah, it's two years, yeah. which yeah. is the same thing Watch Dogs did. Mm. Um, I think the difference is I think Ubisoft probably don't have as much goodwill with the fans as CD Projekt Red have from yeah, The Witcher and stuff. Yeah, you're probably right. Because of the way that CD Projekt Red handled themselves with The Witcher 3 with all of the DLC, that's the two right. main expansions were massive and amazing. Mm. Plus, they did a whole fuckload of um, free DLC along yeah, the lines exactly. with it yeah, as well. Yeah. So they've got a lot of goodwill. I just hope they haven't taken that kind of... Uh, maybe it's a presumed stance, but... You kind of have that. Um, uh, I'm, I'm probably more thinking of uh, you know the companies like you know Red Dead Redemption, Rockstar, Rockstar yeah. kind of guys. The arrogance, yeah, and and even to a certain extent, probably Naughty Dog, where they're like, we're fucking bigger than God, yeah. So we can do whatever the fuck we want, yeah. And we're gonna have a guy play just... a banjo and then play a gameplay trailer and then we're gonna make you all sit for fifteen minutes <laughs> while they move to an entirely different venue. Yeah. Because we are fucking arrogant. Yeah, exactly. Because which... we know that we're fucking good enough and yeah. you'll just sit there and wait for two years yeah. and shut the fuck up. Yeah. And it's gonna still be fucking awesome when it comes mm. out. So, you know I don't know how I feel about that. Even with the goodwill, it's like come on. Yeah. Don't... Exactly. Yeah. Make a big thing. It should be eighteen months max oh. after a reveal. I think it should be kind of six months. Yeah. They, they should. It's good when it is six months. Yeah, they should cash in on the hype about it because right now. Well, that's what Rockstar do, and they yeah. are the most arrogant ones. They're like that's E3, true. fuck you, <laughs> fucking babies, peasants. Yeah, we yeah. don't need you. Yeah. We are our own E3. Exactly. We put out a trailer. We put out a trailer that says there's going to be a trailer, and it gets more <laughs> views than any of you bitches. Exactly. Yeah, and then so, when people still, you know, when the shit comes out, people are still yeah. fucking gushing about it, you know. So, and, yeah, yeah, to make it a two-year wait, it's a bit yeah shitty. Yeah, and that's the thing with Final Fantasy VII as well. We were, I, yeah, I was expecting to see that at E3, and it wasn't shown at all. And they said they came out and said we were probably a bit hasty on revealing that it was coming, mm. and it's probably not going to be at least another couple of years if not longer and I'm thinking man like what don't, you already have don't the re- fucking game made it's a remake yeah, exactly. it's a remake of a game yeah. and, and that's another it. case of goodwill yeah. from gamers where they're like oh I'm a massive fan I'm really looking forward to this but there's a like point of critical mass mm. where you're you get to a point where you go this has gone on too long yeah yeah and that's the thing, like it gets to the point where all they're really doing is just pissing their fans off, yeah. which is a really dumb move. Yeah, know? exactly. And anyway. The shit that, thing is that gamers are fickle, but they're also gutless. Yeah. So they'll true. just be, yeah. they'll get shat on and then buy the game and be like, I love you, Square Enix. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we're talking about Unravel 2. Unravel 2. Yeah. So Unravel 2, yeah, available now. Yeah. Um, and... and it. It's a an upgrade. I think it's a definite improvement on the yeah. original. I mean, the the thing that grabbed me from the first one, and I, I I know we've mentioned this before, but was the reveal and the passion. The passion. There was still it. that, that was... On, at this E three. He was still very much that, but it's kind of lessened 
Yeah. Because it, the first time it was like a charming reveal yeah. of him as a person and the game. Yeah. Whereas this time we know that he's passionate about his game. Mm. So you can But it wasn't just the game, like it was about him creating this thing that had been born from a family holiday. Yeah. You know, and that was all part of it. It was all like, those elements of the Yeah, design it was like, you know, this is something that my kids did and I went, We could make that a computer game and you know it, it was a lot to do yeah. with that, all of that. And then, you know, it was a real look inside the developer's head. Yeah. And not to say it's only this, but you've made a sequel now because the first one was has achieved a certain amount of dollars or whatever. Yeah, so you've given the, the opportunity to do it again. And the passion doesn't seem as real. Yeah. Because it's not like... I think... A, I'm sure it is. I know, think but the, the, we are the emotion of that first thing where it was yeah. all about the person revealing it to us, not about the game yeah. as much. It was about how this was a personal experience for him and we all empathised. Yeah, yeah. And that created sort of a balloon, I guess. Yeah. And now that there's a sequel, he can't be like, oh, heartwarming story. Yeah, Because exactly. we'll be yeah. like, yeah, we've seen it, mate. Yeah. Fucking jog on. But it was, was awesome. Still... We went on another holiday, but this time to a much fucking better place. This time I took money. green knitting wool <laughs> instead of red, and we made yarni too. <laughs> well, so, that's the thing. There is two yarnis. Yarni. Yeah. Or yarnis. <laughs> so you've got uh, a few extra... Like, it's been able to basically create a lot more different yeah. you know, kind of scenarios that they can play yeah. with. Yeah. Now, the the first game we liked, but we weren't crash hot on it. I think mm. the emotion of that reveal, like I was saying, I think that probably um, cushioned... It was the endearing our, thing to it. ...our feel about that game. Yeah. So I think this one definitely improves. The story in this one is less prominent than the first game. Yeah. Uh, they kind of focus more on platforming, which makes me happy because... It's a platformer. I, I thought the story was okay in the first, yeah. but I was like, meh, mm-hmm. I'm not really, I'm not playing this for the story. I'm playing it for cool platforming, 2D platforming, because yeah. there's not that many like high quality sort of semi AAA. I mean, I know they're an indie small developer, whatever, mm. not indie, but you know what I mean? Yeah. But the actual graphical quality of it was at a level that was impressive enough to take it to another level in yeah. how you would um, perceive that game. Mm-hmm. So there's not that many. There's a lot of indie 2D platformers. Like I get emails about them almost every day from different developers. Yeah. But this one stood out, right? So this new one, it opens with your Yanni... Um, on a shipwreck. I, I think, yeah, he's on a shipwreck and then he yeah. wakes up on the aisle on land... And another Yarny pops out of a thing. He loses his little spark thing. Mm. Um, and then you, this other one comes out and there's no words or anything. It's just like, oh, here's two Yarnies. And then they like shake their bits of wool at each other. Yeah, and they like stick an... together. Yeah, yeah. And so that's how they become joined together. And then you can either play it single player or co-op. Where co-op is obviously one person controls each. And single player... You can control both switching with triangle, I think it is. I think so. You can swap between yeah. characters. And you can walk up to one and hold down triangle and they like mold into one mm. Yarni with two colours. Yeah. Yarni. Which I thought was kind of cool because, you know, they are wool. You know, yeah. They're a ball of wool and they become entwined. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of an interesting <laughs> little concept. Yeah. So, you know, they should have called this maybe... Entwined, or you there's know. already a game that's entwined, and um, plot twist that was another available now game like three years ago or four years ago. There you go, it was a PSN game, wow. and they were like, It's out now, yeah, and nobody played it. No, but um, yeah, I think the addition of co op is awesome, yeah, because I think this kind of it's definitely still got emotion to it, mm. and I think sharing that with another person is really important, yeah. In uh, just in general. Well, one of the things that I really saw very early on in in this that was a huge upgrade to me was the the draw distance and the background of of the game. Oh yeah, it, it's it's fucking stunning. 
And it, but it's it only two D. Yeah. So it's all background imagery, but it makes it much more uh, kind of depth. There's more depth. Yeah. To it. Yeah. And there's a, there seems to be, you know, which which was going on in the first, like you you would see grass moving and mm. you know in the wind and all that kind of stuff, and all that shit's still going on, yeah. which is kind of cool. Um, and the sound, like the the music playing, is is cool, and it's. I would fitting. really say atmospheric in in like a way, but it is emotional music. Like it, it doesn't. It works. Yeah, yeah. It it kind of keeps it kiddish and you mm. know fun and entertaining. Um, but I also think there's been a bit of an upgrade as well to the physics of the game. Yeah. Because especially in that first bit, well, like I guess the first real. Um, level of the game yeah um, you know you, you've got underground parts and there's like yeah. you know you're in a forest almost trying to get through the woods yeah um, and there's like bits of wood that are you know they move like you, you'll go onto a, a branch of a, a broken yeah. limb and it actually will the weight of it will push it down yeah and you can use that against itself to get to the next bit or mm. you've got to try and step on a part which will then turn the log a little bit and it'll open up the next section so you've yeah. got to actually run to get to the next bit. Yeah. Um, and that adds to the whole two Yarnies thing as well because there's points where you've got to get one on a thing to open up the next section so the other Yarnie can get through and yeah. then you get off the log and the log moves back and that like that's an extra level to the puzzles. Yeah, yeah. Which um, it's my... That's really my favourite thing about this new game. The All the ways that having two characters changes how the platforming works. Yeah. And I think it would have been boring otherwise. Yeah. You know, Samey. Well, yeah. that was the problem with the first one because it got quite repetitive. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, this one's only four hours, so it kind of avoids getting to that point because it ends yeah. so fucking quickly. But, Which was um, another bit of a disappointment. Yeah. yeah but I mean, it's not an expensive game. If it's a well-made game... And fun yeah. to play. I don't mind it being short because yeah, it's better same. to be short and fun than long and boring. The, like it runs off at the end and you're just like, yeah. 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 But um, there's things like um, you can grab onto a platform and the other Yarny can swing with the rope that's joining you together. Mm. So you can use that as another swinging point to move to another place or um, if you get to one area... Like, for example, one of those places where the log tilts. Yeah. You might get, open the area and then the other guy gets in and then the log's gone so you can't get up there as well but you can climb up the rope to where your friend yeah. is. Yeah, But you can also, like I said, you hold triangle to join together so you don't have to move one character and then switch to the other and move and, that. Yeah, that's right. You can do it in one go. Yeah. yeah. But it also means that co-op and single player will be distinctly different. Because they were played very differently because Mm. when you're controlling both characters, it's fine. But if you've got to share responsibilities and work out puzzles with someone, Mm -hmm. like they're not exactly fucking brain busters. No. But it encourages communication. Well, that's right. And there's also the other... There's um, like emotions, like not emotions, but you can like wave and do shit like that. Yeah, exactly. I was like, what the fuck's the point of that? Yeah. That was an add-in that I was just like, that's pointless. Yeah, yeah. I, I did it once in the tutorial level at the beginning. It's like, if you press this, you'll wave. Yeah. And I was like, who the fuck am I waving to? <laughs> the co-op is local only. Mm. So it's yeah, not like exactly. you're communicating with someone online. That's right. By waving to them and going, hey, come over here, which is in a lot of co-op games where you aren't yeah, talking. Exactly. You yeah. use that shit to go, hey, come over here. This is a thing we've got to do. Yeah. But if they're sitting next to you, you just fucking poke them in the eye and say, <laughs> pay attention, dickhead. Exactly. Well, that was the other thing that kind of I thought because I haven't played it co-op. I've only played the the uh, you know just by myself. Yeah, and, same. And I figured there was a lot of times during the game where one of the Yarnies would set up like between two points. Yeah, or the bridge, a bridge type thing, yeah. and then the other Yarny, you then switch control to the other Yarny to do all of the actions leading up to that bit. So if you were playing it couch co-op. There's times where one's just sitting there going, okay, well, you need to now go and fucking set the bridge up between yeah. here and there. 
and then you just stand there and shut the fuck up for a couple of minutes while I drag this fucking thing across yeah. the bridge. Um, I, I don't know. Like I that, think it would play differently. I'd like to think so, but so I, I don't know. We'll have know. to try it. Yeah. Next time I come over, I'll bring my PlayStation and we'll... Yeah. Or you can just play it with your kids. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, but it's oh, on, speaking it's on which, PC here, so yeah. that's well, I've maybe a bit PS4. of a different thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I guess... Uh, oh, there's some customization with the Yarnies. You can change their colors and stuff. And there's challenge levels. Yeah, exactly, which I thought was pretty cool. Because one of the things that I was thinking and, and we kind of touched on was they're not really challenging and yeah. it doesn't really allow for like, it's almost like they've kind of gone for that middle level yeah. of, you know, it's not too easy. It's not going to be too There's hard. There's a lot of hand holding as well. Yeah. Like I all of the points that, that you join onto, they have a glowing ring around them. Yeah. A massive, and it tells you if you're jumping towards that, you have to be inside the glowing ring before you can press the button to throw your yarn to the yeah. point. Mm-hmm. And if you're not inside it, it won't throw the yarn and you won't make the jump. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, it's as soon as I saw that, it just struck me as like an easy mode thing. It was yeah, like, exactly. oh, why don't you just fucking do all the platforming for me? That's right. Yeah, I'll you just know, sit here and watch. Because I'll figure out where I need to throw the fucking rope, thank you. That yeah. adds to the challenge. That's part of gaming. But yeah, but um, when you complete levels, there's challenge levels, which are apparently, I haven't tried them out, but no, apparently they're, they're a little, yeah, little bit harder. more challenging. Mm. Um, in general, I think the platforming could probably use a bit more polish, but it's pretty fun. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, those challenge levels, you complete them and you unlock more customization, which is pretty much just changing the head of the Yarny, I think. Yeah. So there's not... Oh, and the shape of your body to mm. an extent. Yeah, not which a huge is amount. not super impressive. I, I really hope they um, add loot boxes. Because <laughs> I don't want to play, I just want to win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's only four hours long. At the moment, it's $30 on the PSN store. So, eh, I don't know. But um, on the upside, I do have a PSN code to give away. So if you want one, if you want to play it, why don't you just email us and be like, I like this, please. Yeah, give us free stuff. Yeah, so, and um, I'll pick someone. Or jump on our... our Facebook page and yeah. you know, make a comment on there. Yeah. Actually share the post about this uh, this episode. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, share not? it to your friends yeah. and you'll go in the draw and I'll use a random number generator to pick one of you. I don't know how many people are going to share it, but <laughs> what's someone's between gonna... one of th- one and three? Two. Oh yeah. Cause random. you didn't say it. No, that's random. Um, fuck. We'll go on the Instagrams. Yeah. One of the others. I don't know. Share, just share this just post. Just fucking do it, all right? Share the post. What are you fucking and, doing it for? Um, just do it. Do it now. Do it. Do it now. Yes. You stupid and, monster. And I'll announce who won it in the next fortnight, yeah. in the next episode, and I'll just send the code. And if, if you think that we're fucking around, ask Susie about winning competitions. <laughs> Seriously? This one's for real, though. I do yeah. have a code. Um the other game we'll quickly mention is one that I got. Actually, I got this way in advance of it coming out. Mm. Rainbow Skies, which is it's a tactical strategy RPG. It's like a JRPG, yeah. I guess. Um, which is also a second. Yeah. So it's a sequel to Rainbow Moon, which is a PS3 and Vita game. And this one's on PS4, PS3 and Vita. And it has cross-save on, it, on all of them. It's probably one of the last... Vita games, big ones that's going to come out. Yeah, I think so. And it's fucking definitely one of the last big PS3 games. Like, seriously. When it I, is big. From yeah. What so I've heard. Rainbow Moon completion time was like, from um, howlongtobeat.com, whatever it's called. Um, they said like 135 hours for Rainbow Moon. I've put in probably 40 or so hours into Rainbow Skies. Wow. And nowhere near finishing it. Yeah. So there's a bit there for it. Um, It pretty much... um, Rainbow Moon was a really good game, but it's pretty... It's kind of a lower end game. It's not a triple A, but it's a good enough game. And I think that's kind of the theme of the game, good enough. It's pretty fun. There's difficulty spikes, but you can grind like an mm. old school RPG. You can grind to level up, yeah. and then you can just be overpowered for a bit. Well, it needs to be that way because if if a game 
and both of us have done this in games that were good, but the grinding became way too fucking yeah. boring. Destiny springs to mind. Yeah. Even though we played a fuckload of hours, um, you get to a point where you're just kind of like, grinding is just shit now. I'm done. Yeah. Um, and from what I've seen in Rainbow Skies, there's enough in it that it's not going to be stupidly repetitive. Yep. And as it is, you can just play through the story normally and you won't, you'll, I mean, it'll be fucking hard, but it's achievable. Yeah. So you don't have to go, and that's like, if you go, and by grind, I don't just mean like, find enemies and just kill them repeatedly. Mm. I mean, go off the main track and do side quests and stuff as well. Which, basically. Which keeps it from being too repetitive anyway because you're doing actual quests yeah, instead things, of just yeah. trying to kill monsters. Yeah. But um, it's uh, it takes all the good stuff from the first game and improves on it slightly, which is nice. Yeah. It's a very... It's a kind of an older, old school style RPG because it's mm. a very stat oriented with progression um so there's three main characters that you play as but you can also get little monsters that fight with you and stuff like that but there's a whole like the stat list is ridiculous yeah and you've got to you've got to upgrade everything about your character you can't just go i'll just get heaps of strength or whatever because you need to have a balance and then you need to have a balance across all three of your characters Mm. as well because it makes a difference in this when you're in a fight, for instance. Yeah. If you've got only one major stat, then you're kind of not going to win yeah. every fight. because yeah. Yeah. And you need to have a balance Like a proper anyway. R- RPG. Yeah. yeah. And like a proper... Um, yeah, like a proper RPG because it's it's got all that micromanagement stuff that mm. can you can really go deep... You can kind of deep dive into micromanaging your characters like that which is something that is really strong in the genre in the in the past but it's not so much these days because these days you look at rpgs and you can go like assassin's creed origins which is an action adventure game but it has a lot of rpg elements and most games do these days like skill trees and shit like that yeah but you look at like legit rpgs and this is one of them some of them to me Personally, I'm mind fucking deadening. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, why do I have to? Yeah. And they're yeah. You pretty much all really long games. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this one's pretty long. The story's not great early on. It kind of picks up later on, but it's generally weak, I would mm. say. But um, it's good enough. Yeah. You know, that's the theme. Good enough. Yeah. Yeah. I like um, it. Oh, by the way. It's probably the name of this episode. Unravel 2. <laughs> Enough. Um, four out of five was. Oh yeah, we were going to do yeah. that, weren't we? Four yeah. out of five, yeah. drop there. So Rainbow Skies, um, I'd probably say three point, well, probably three out of five. Yeah, about middle of the road. From yeah, what, what I know, a little about bit it. Yeah. above average, but yeah, um, the difficulty can be frustrating if you don't do a lot of side quests and stuff. If you're just trying to push through yeah. and finish it, mm-hmm. which I don't necessarily think you should do with legit RPGs I think yeah. it's about it's not what they're made for it's about buying a game that you can put time into yeah and play for a while the map's really big there's a lot to which um, is explore. really good that they've actually brought it out on the Vita yeah because it, it's a game that you need to take with you yeah so when you're and sitting on the well bus or the train you've got that hour to jump in and do yeah. your shit which is awesome yeah. Yeah. which is kind of Switch has um, the Nintendo Switch is kind of owning that market yeah at the moment so So it's nice to see the Vita get like a slight foot back in the door or like just like hey guys we still exist yeah you know for a little while which is you know (laughs) I think it's disappointing that the Vita has died out the way it has it is old but um, I definitely want to I'm moving slowly but ever so surely towards getting a switch because there's so much are you switching to towards the switch? Yeah, yeah. Wow. But um, the good thing about Rainbow Skies is that at the moment it's only thirty six dollars eighty five with PlayStation Plus on the PlayStation Store. Wow. And then uh, the twelfth of July it goes back to forty one bucks, which Shit. is still pretty cheap for. So you can save three bucks at the moment. Five bucks. Oh yes. But still, 
41 bucks for a brand new game that you can spend 100 yeah, hours on. Exactly. As opposed to Unravel 2, which is 30 bucks and lasts four hours. And there's a lot of games that are more than 100 bucks that you'll spend less than 40, bu- 40 hours in. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's an RPG. It's cool. Um, mm. I don't know if it's... It's definitely not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's a tactical RPG as well. So that mm. sets it aside again. You know, it's that whole grid-based, you know, strategy yeah. on top of all that micromanagement and the massive world and all that kind of stuff. So, and large fights. So it's not just you against one boss. It's teams of enemies. Yeah. So you need to strategize yeah. the way you do it. Some of the fights as you progress through the game can get yeah. really difficult. So, Which is cool. Which is good because that's what we like. You know, you don't, and that's what makes games boring when it gets yeah. to the point where you're like, and some of the side battles are optional as well. You don't even have to do them. Mm. So unlike, you know, the old school Final Fantasies where you'd walk and, or Pokemon, for and example, it'll, it'll jump yeah, in. Yeah, random and attack and they're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Again, I just want to go and fucking beat this boss. Yeah, okay. so that's Rainbow Skies. Uh, I would suggest you pick it up. Three, I say three out of five. But um, it is, for, for fans of the genre and fans of old school JRPG slash RPGs and strategy games and tactic games, I think it's worth picking up. There you go. So there you go. Um, there are a few other things on the, on the horizon uh, and we'll, we'll touch on some of those next episode, I think. We yeah. do want to have a bit more of a talk about this uh, loot box thing. Yeah, um, so Senate Inquiry is going ahead, which... It just they just honestly Senate and inquiries just seem like a massive circle jerk to me. Yeah, it it's like they're taking submissions from the public mm, about about what's interesting six months loot, ago. If loot boxes should have more legislation around them in terms of consumer protections, mostly. Yeah. Not so much banning them, but having um, probably in terms of classification, I would say, saying things like um, Overwatch that have a loot box system. Saying should that game be MA yeah. or uh, R rated because of the gambling side of it? What actually constitutes Which would detract them from putting it in the game? Yeah, it definitely would, be, especially because yeah. you hear about some things. I think it was Suicide Squad or one of those movies that you'd think definitely not for kids, mm. but then they changed the script and stuff enough so that the classification can get a lower level, yeah, so that it can get a bigger audience. Even if it's, you know, in some cases like that, it's like, don't do that. Yeah. Be faithful to what you're doing. That's right. It's fucking called Suicide Squad. Exactly. I think Suicide Squad's a bad example because I don't think... <laughs> but there's examples out there where that yeah. happens and they dial things down specifically to get a lower rating. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, but, in, a, in a funny kind of example on that, was Deadpool 2. Yeah. At the very start of Deadpool 2... He actually, again, like he did in the first one, said, yes, this is a family movie, but check all this shit out. And then they just went fucking ballistic for a few minutes and just went, so now we're R-rated. It's like, you know, we could have dulled this down, but fuck it, we're R-rated. Well, Deadpool should never be dialed down anyway. No, that was a great um, movie. Yeah, I think if... Because we... I don't know. It's a, classification's a sticky, sticky yeah. topic because we don't want to be governed by what someone else says we can play. Yeah, like we don't want them banning. I mean, I personally wouldn't give a fuck if they banned loot boxes. I think it would be disappointing because there's things like FIFA Ultimate Team. For people who've listened to this a lot, I talk shit about that all the time. Yeah, because that's it's personal. Pretty that's toxic. You've been on. Yeah, yeah you got stung. Yeah, Yeah. but not as bad as some people. And some people get... It's, like, very toxic for them. Yeah. And, um, Mm. yeah, this... But at the same time, FIFA Ultimate Team is a very good and well-made addition to FIFA. I think it adds a whole another game to FIFA that is really fun. But the problem is that you're relying so much on chance and... You know, if you get a slightly good team and then you go against someone who's worse, oh, sorry, who's better than you, you're like, ah, oh, just if I just had Aguero or yeah, Messi, exactly. and then you're like, oh, I'll just put like a hundred bucks, yeah, and then you open all your packs and they're all shit, and you're like, ah, oh, man, and then you might get one that's good mm. or semi good, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's some, yeah, more, yeah, 
Exactly. So, but the FIFA Ultimate Team system itself is very fun to play and it's well made. Mm. So, um, I don't necessarily want them banned, I guess, but um, I do think that I think it has to be smarter. I think and, yeah, there needs to be yeah. more education around it because we have yeah. ads for you know be aware of your gambling addiction exactly. stuff like that. In terms yeah. of like, hey, if you're using pokies with your rent money, you probably need help. You probably got a problem. You should probably yeah. go home. Yeah. Stuff like that. So yeah, don't chase your losses. Yeah. At the same time, it's kind of patronizing because mm. gamers are so fickle and so yeah. I guess arrogant. I think they're like. Uh, politicians, you can't fucking tell me exactly. about anything. I'm a fucking adult. Yeah, and I can make my own choices. But yeah. I don't know. It's just it's. But the whole like we're taking um, submissions from the public. It's like who the fuck sends submissions to the Senate? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I'm sure they don't just take those ones off Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You know, people fucking and rant about. Also, what the fuck are they going to do? Mm. But apparently, it, it got put to the Senate. And no one argued. They were all like, yep, let's do it. Let's have the inquiry. But then again, it's just an inquiry. They're not legislating anything. They're just getting people... And the funny thing is, and I mentioned this before, this was six months ago. Yeah, 2017. This news was fucking months and months and months ago. If it was a pressing issue... Which it's not. Why the fuck didn't they do something about it then? But they're the government. That's what they do. Um, I, I was... Thinking about like the gambling issue and you know you feeding money into a machine compared to it being a credit card issue, yeah, and you just buying shit online. I was actually reading a small article the other day about the difference thirty years ago compared to now of because it happened just recently in America again where a teacher had sent a partially naked photo of herself to a student, yeah, and. They went into detail about the steps that you would have had to take 30 years ago yeah. to do that compared to now. And it's like that Jim Jeffries thing of people wouldn't have walked into a school with a musket 200 years ago to shoot people because it takes fucking three minutes to load the thing. Yeah. And by that stage, you've kind of cooled down a little bit. Um, you know, It would take three days to have taken a photo with a film, get put it, it in a mailbox yeah, and get it sort it out for you yeah. so by that stage you've kind of stopped drinking and gone fuck this is probably not a great idea anymore yeah um, and drinking think, is a good point because so many stories you hear about FIFA where they're like yeah. fuck I got drunk last night I woke up and I'd spent $500 on Ultimate yeah. Team unbelievable kind of shit yeah. yeah and I think there's there is a lot about the education that needs to be yeah. you know, created there and also the addictive side of things and yeah. all that kind of bullshit. So I really hope they don't just look at it on face value mm. in that regard and just go, okay, so... Because we were looking at it before, the five points of what constitutes gambling yeah. is if there's money spent, if there's a random chance, outcome. Yeah, chance outcome. If there's... Um, if winners win at the expense of losers. So yep. in a gaming sense, that would be pay-to-win stuff. Yep. But then there's another element that's... Um, I can't remember what the other two, I think, no, were. I can't really remember. One, one thing they mentioned was being able to cash out. Yeah. And because we were talking to Carl about this, mm. and Carl said... I said, what is the definition of gambling? Because when you're a kid, you go to, say... Like, we had the Jacaranda Festival in Goodenough, like... When I was a kid, this little yeah. local festival, mm. and you could go there, and there'd be stalls and stuff, and some of them would have lucky dips. Yep. And you know they have them at Toy World and shit like that as well. But mm. you'd go up and you pay your one dollar and get your little bag, yeah, and or your little thing, little wrapped present. You open it, and sometimes it's, it's good, sometimes it's shit. It's a random thing. Yeah. So, how is that any different to loot boxes? In which case, if loot boxes are gambling, then how is our lucky dips not gambling? Mm. But then. Carl said that he thinks gambling is where you can make money back from it. So pokey is where you put in a 50 and you can take out 10,000. Yeah. Or That's buy the a, enticement. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But um, it's not just about the physical return. Mm. It's about the psychological return. Yeah. Which is bright flashy colors from pokey it's machines. It's the dopamine. Yeah. yeah. It's the dopamine response, which mm-hmm. you definitely fucking get. When you get a FIFA Ultimate Team pack and it has a good player in it or one that you've been hoping for, yeah, 
like you can watch videos online. I watched a video recently of a kid, and they were fil- his brother was filming him as he opened a FIFA Ultimate Team pack, and it was like Cristiano Ronaldo, and the kid lost his fucking bananas <laughs> and was like screeching <laughs> uncontrollably, like, and all the glitter and shits flying yeah. on the screen, and it's mm-hmm. like fireworks going off and everything, and it was you you're know the king of the world now, yeah, and really you're fucking nothing. Yeah, because like when you, FIFA 19 comes out, yeah. you don't have that fucking card anymore. That's right. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's a sticky situation. I, th- I Personally, I think loot boxes are, even in terms of cosmetic stuff, anything where it's a random prize, mm. I think it's just shitty business practice. Yeah. And if you are allowing people to pay extra money on top of the game, I know they have to make money somehow, but there's ways to do it where yeah. you don't take advantage Mm. of weaknesses of your customer. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a big part of it. And I, I you know, I said this before EA, like, sorry, before fucking E3. Yeah. The, I'm really disillusioned with the gaming kind of side of things at the moment mm. from the company perspective because they've made it so fucking obvious to us in the last few years that they don't give a fuck about the people anymore the majority of companies i'm saying they don't give a fuck about their customers all they care about is they're a business their shareholders making fuck loads of money and then i get kind of pissed off when they have these things like e3 which they you know not specifically e3 but they have conferences all the fucking time nowadays yeah they are spending a shitload of money to make sure that gaming is a focus for people and Knowing how much fucking money these people make, not all of them, but a lot of them, off the misery yeah. that is created by shit like fucking loot boxes, yeah. Un- unnecessary yeah. and damaging, kind money. of unfair business practice. Not because there's you a know lot what of, I mean. There's a lot of fucking smarts about why they created loot boxes. It's not just yeah. like some dude going, "Oh, maybe this will work." They would have fucking employed people who study yeah. the human brain. Yeah, you know, and they do like focus groups and shit like that. Yeah. There's a whole business side of it where Mm. they fine tune that shit in a way that it is designed specifically to fucking reel you in. Yeah. And there's some people who are susceptible to that shit. Yeah. And I know there's the whole argument of like, worry about your own fucking self. And, you know, these companies are just trying to make their money and if you are sucked in, that's a problem with you, not a problem with the company. Yeah. But... I think social responsibility is a thing, and I think that if and I you... think in this industry it should be a bigger thing than yeah. it is for coffee drinkers. Yeah, you know, like that's there's coffee shops on every fucking street corner. Yeah, and they use the addiction of coffee to fucking make people buy more coffee, but they don't. You can't gamble with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and pubs and clubs are exactly the same. Like if you don't want to fucking gamble. Don't go to the fucking pub with a thousand fucking ATMs and, you know, yeah. machines that'll take yeah, all your money. if you're kind of susceptible to that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Cause it is a tough It's dangerous one, because it's right in your, it's in your home. Yeah. And, and it, I, actually, I was listening yeah. to, speaking of addiction, gaming addiction, they recently added gaming addiction as opposed to gambling addiction, gaming addiction yep. to the World Health Organization or whatever, their list wow. of actual mental problems with people, yep. disabilities or whatever, gaming addiction. And they were talking about it on Triple J and one of the presenters said when he, he's never really been into video games, but he was, um, I think he was living with someone or someone asked, like said, oh, play this game and whatever game it was, he got so deeply into it. I think it was like Call of Duty or one of those games. Oh, okay. He got so deep into it that it was affecting everything in his life. Like mm. he wasn't sleeping well. He wasn't going to work. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. And he got to the point where he went, I can't do this. And mm. now when he asks people if they, like when he's getting room flatmates and stuff, yep. he says, do you play video games? And if they do, he won't live with them. Because wow. he can't live in a house with a console. And even talking about it, he can like get tingles in his hands like, oh, I want to fucking play, you know. So it's like, it's a physical that's like thing. another level of yeah, addiction, which, you know, 
is pretty Scary. interesting. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff going on about the psycho- psychology of video games at the mm. moment. Yeah. Um, I don't think we necessarily need no, to go too much to longer it. Yeah. about it, but yeah. I think the loot box thing is going to continue to be an interesting topic and I think we're going to talk probably more about it in the future yeah um, well the the Senate's sitting down today as we record they're yeah. actually sitting down to discuss the initial stages of yeah. you know their inquiries um, I so think it's due to finish uh, September their submissions and then they'll yeah. go through all the reviews and reports and whatnot so it'll be interesting to see over the next few months the outcome yeah I guess um so you'll hear more about that probably other places before you hear it here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, a reminder, if you want to Unravel 2 code for PlayStation 4, share the fucking Facebook post about this thing. Yeah. And, uh, and, and like tell us. all your mates that yeah. we're awesome and they should hear us in their ear holes. Yeah. Yeah. We well, hope you enjoyed the show. Email us at podcast.dropbeargaming.com. Very good. Um, you're probably better off just messaging us on Facebook if you want to talk to us yeah, at this it'd point. It would be much easier. Uh, we've been doing yeah. this for seven years. and was I mean, Facebook was around seven years ago, but it's so much more of a beast now. It is, yeah. That I don't mm. think people are emailing. I don't think and people And all those people that podcasts. keep trying to get us to buy dick pills, stop <laughs> emailing us. <laughs> Especially if you're legitimately wanting us to buy dick pills because they're getting lost in all the spam dick pills emails. <laughs> Far out. Come on, guys. <laughs> anyway, right. that's the show. Thank you very much for listening. Um, and hopefully you'll hear us again soon. Ciao. Bye. Bye.